millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bonjour, Jack. Hi. Hi. Already, when I played three and I'm already running out of ways to say hello to you. <laughs> That's going to get old quickly. Boding well. How are you? You made a play on your name then. You've what? never done that before. What? It's Bowden Well. It's Bowden Well. It's Bowden Well. You are listening to Be More Cleverer. We're all learning together. We're all learning together. We're learning things differently together. About things? Yeah. Exactly. And why we're doing that? Because, like, I think people just need to know more. People need to be more informed about stuff. So we thought, why not do this? People like pub quizzes people like triv and i said this earlier in this podcast series that it's those water cooler moments that i like katie oh my god that makes me feel i just i do a mouth sick every time you say water cooler. <laughs> no moments. one no office has a water cooler anymore that's not a thing water coolers are like crusty and gross because like they... you like your face anyway i've been learning lots of stuff this week that was rude here's what happened last time did you hear that, Jack? I did. What did it land on? Pray tell. It landed on... Events. Events in history and time. Exactly. So... Oh, this is like... I mean, I'm going to have a field day with this, really, because... Oh, yeah. I don't know what you know about history. <laughs> there's, exactly. So there's so much for me to choose from. There literally couldn't be more. Actually, I'm just going to go straight in, because I could think about this for ages. Okay. And there's one person, which I always feel like I should know more about... We should all probably know a lot about. Lead with your heart, honey. I'm going to go with Winston Churchill. Mm. I want you to tell me all about the life and times of Winston Churchill in 15 minutes. You made me learn about a British institution. And I say made. Actually, I shouldn't say that because it's, we should all want to learn about this person. Yes. Winston Churchill... And I had a really good time. I want to say I had a really good time learning about him. You had a lovely time learning about Winston Churchill, did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this was kind of like a... I thought, episode three, get a box ticked. This is a biggie. We need to learn about Winston Churchill. Yeah, I respect it. And so you enjoyed. I really did. Like, and, I, and I went into it not wanting to enjoy it. <laughs> good. That's the attitude. Um, so, <laughs> good, strong week. So, where do we start? The big things. Let's go for the big things. I want to hit... I, I want to hit the big facts first. The basics. The basics. The basics. You're basic. You're um, basic. So, he was born in 1874, which sounds mad. Like... 1874, yeah. He, he feels so kind of... For me, he felt like a really modern character. But 18... To say 80, he was born in 1874, that's such a long time ago. And he died in 1965, which again... F which, which sounds weird, but... That feels really recently. 
Yeah, and it, I think the legacy is still so strong and he's spoken about so often. It feels mm. like that's longer ago than it should have been, but it probably makes sense. Anyway, continue. He was leader of the Conservative Party. Again, I didn't know that. I kind of had a feeling and I'd, I'd probably heard about it in my time. Yeah, and I think we should put it all out there now because lots of people might... There's going to be so many things that are said here where it's like, oh my God, how did they not know that? But I think before and after ourselves, there are so many people who didn't know little things like that. Exactly. So I think it was good to clear out. It was good for me to just properly know that and read it and take it in. Yeah, I think I knew that too, but it's clarified. Yeah. We know. He was not liked. Wasn't he? Winston Churchill was not a liked man before World War II. Really? He was controversial. People huh. kind of saw him as a bit of a joke and actually detrimental to British wartime efforts. Oh, wow. So he was responsible for the loss of three British cruise ships. Wow. Not cruise ships. That sounds like they could have <laughs> Well, with Jane MacDonald on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> for cruisers, I should say, um, that were lost in the North Sea. And he launched an attack in Gallipoli, Gallip- which is in Turkey. Right. And it was a complete disaster. He had this big wartime naval plan that he launched into action and it completely failed and we kind of lost that battle and it could have been detrimental to the whole World War One. Wow. So then he spent the twilight years between World Wars One and Two very much out of the spotlight and remained controversial. Really? Mm-hmm. So how did he become so powerful? Basically, he predicted the rise of the Nazis and like he knew what was happening he could foresee that this social movement in Germany the Nazi uprising was happening and he knew it was going to be like a damn problem and he was vocal about he it he was very vocal about it but he was because of his faults in World War One. everyone's like pipe this down guy. Winston pipe down this guy god we don't have another disaster on our hands little did they know Casey mm-hmm. so basically his yeah his dire warnings about Hitler just were ignored Mm-hmm. So you might know this. I didn't. Uh, maybe again, like like we talked about before. I maybe I did know, but I'd like to have it confirmed. Mm-hmm. We did not go into World War Two with Churchill as our prime minister. Didn't we? We didn't. Right. So, so obviously, World War Two started in 1939. Okay. By May 1940, we were like losing quite badly, and all of our allies, we were not doing good in the war. Okay. Neville Chamberlain was our prime minister. Right. And that's, he, a, that's a good thing. Neville Chamberlain. So that's a good name to remember. Yeah. And basically, he everyone was losing confidence in him. Mm-hmm. He then resigned due to pressure of us losing the war, like, really badly. You don't want to resign during a war, you do don't, you? You don't, but he did. And mm-hmm. someone called Lord Halifax was meant to... was due in to become the new Prime Minister. Okay. He refused the role. Right, because... Easily scrutinised, Yeah, he was like, nah, nah, I'm not picking up this mess. Okay. So Churchill was the only credible option. Churchill was like, well, I'll do it. Yeah, basically, it was okay. It was basically that. He was Guys, like, over here. <laughs> me? <laughs> it's only me. No, let's not say that. I don't think Churchill would be pleased with that impersonation. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> no, he didn't say that at all. He didn't um, say that. So the government wanted to call a truce with Hitler and lay out some peace treaties. Churchill was like, nah, mate, that's not happening. Right. This Hitler's a bastard. We're sorting this out. There isn't going to be a truce. Nah. 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 So as Germany proceeded to invade France, uh-huh. Churchill was like, we need to get shitloads of people out of there. We need to mm-hmm. we need to sort this out. That is the Battle of Dunkirk. 
Right. It's also known as the Battle of Britain. This is the big yes. thing. I was going to say that's the Battle of Britain, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, we managed to get th- over 300,000 people out of there. 300,000 people. That's a lot of That's people. like the amount of people that auditioned for X Factor. Like, so many people were... <laughs> a good comparison. So many people were, were rescued. They okay. get out of there. Good. And that was all down to Churchill. His Strong. pretty good directional strategy. Well done, Churchill. So basically, from then on, everyone was like, Churchill's pretty good, isn't he? So his efforts managed to get the US and Russia on our side. We kick Germany's ass. I mean, that's one way to phrase it. That is, yeah, that's what we did. But so that's essentially what happened. That is essentially what happened. D-Day happens in 1944. Canada, uh, Canada? Canada. Canada. <laughs> Canada get involved. We destroy the Nazis. We get them out of France. We sort it out. D-Day happens. 1945, Germany surrender. And D-Day is... Done. Done. D-Day, done. D-Day is, you know, D-Day. So Churchill leads us all to victory. Great news. But a final note on this segment, Katie, is that... Mm -hmm. Did you know that Churchill was not Prime Minister by the time the war ended? Oh. So So not only was he not Prime Minister when the war started, the war didn't end with him as Prime Minister. More on that later. Oh, what a tease. So I talked a little bit about speeches, right? Like, you can tell how excited I am about this. Speeches, he was like the don. He was the speech. don at speeches. Yeah. So I thought, how can we tarnish the memory of Churchill's amazing, stirring, motivational, inspirational speeches mm-hmm. by getting the voice of Siri to read out the most oh, famous God. one? Okay, right. Have a listen to this. We shall go oh, on to God. the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And even if, which I do not for a moment believe, this island or a large part of it was subjugated and starving, then our empire beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry wow. on the struggle until, in God's good time, the new world, with all its power so and might, steps I mean, forth to the rescue and the liberation of the old. Actually, to start with, there was something kind of funny about a theory doing that and it's like I can't take it seriously but actually the words still had a lot of impact even though it was Siri saying them so it wasn't about the fact that Churchill had this big presence and this big voice he could write a good speech because that still had some um chutzpah not chutzpah chutzpah it had some spunk (laughs) well it still had some oomph to it even with Siri voicing it so what you're saying is that Siri could have led us to victory no absolutely not Siri can't even tell me when I'm supposed to go into the hairdressers, let alone how to win a war. (laughs) Let alone how to do (laughs) D-Day. It's funny you should mention Churchill's talent for writing great speeches. I think he had a better talent than that. Pray tell. Have a listen to this. I think think that Churchill was actually a really good songwriter. Hang on, what? We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing ground. We shall fight on the beaches. <laughs> what is this? Oh my god. You haven't. I think Winston Churchill was a sick dance 
songwriter. No, Churchill. Churchill on the remix. Can't believe you've done this. I think that's enough of that. That's quite enough. We Winter shall fight Church. on the beaches. <laughs> I can't believe you. I'm actually like, I feel kind of like upset that that's happened, but it's. We should. Oh, God. Um, I think like Calvin Harris can do something with that sample. I think we need to sample um, Winston Churchill's famous speech and turn it into like a number one. Do you know what? That's like the thing in Friends when Ross has the keyboard. It's a masterpiece. It's a okay. It's, it's so. something. Uh, have you got anything else for me? Yeah, uh, just a few more things. Uh, what's that? You're asking Katie? What happened to Churchill after the war? Exactly. That's what I wanted to know. A few quick fire things to Katie. He I was. Got, can I, actually, that's. I did. I'm really uninterested there. Yeah. Um, what's that, Katie? What happened to Churchill after the war? Yes. Tell me. Well, just a few quick fire facts. He was subsequently re-elected as prime minister. Lovely. He Hang won. On, I didn't, so he he wasn't. Prime Minister. He lost the election to the Labour Party. Before the end of the war? Before the end of the war. Really? Still in 1945, but before what the end of the war. What were Labour doing so right at that time? They wanted to make the NHS. Mm. He also... Uh, so, yeah, then, obviously, Labour lost, and he got back into power and was re-elected as Prime Minister. Wow. He won the Nobel Prize in literature. Nobel. Not Nobel. I mean, it's Nobel. 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 You've got Nobel. You've got Nobel. He wrote many books on his war experiences. Wow. He forewarned the rise of the Cold War, next to come. God, he loves knowing about wars. Well, I mean, he, he did quite well at one of them. Uh, and he came up with the term, the Iron Curtain. What, what's that, please? It was basically to describe the divide between the East and the West of the world. Okay. Where Russia was the Red Army and communists. Okay. So throughout Churchill's life, he did battle with depression a lot. Okay. That got worse as he got older and he drunk a lot more. And, amazingly, I think this is something we should all think about doing. He planned his own state funeral. He planned it all. He was like, I'm picking the music. I'm picking the buffet. Okay. It's my funeral. I'll do what I like. He planned a state funeral. He planned his own state funeral and he called it Operation Hope Not. Well, if we plan state funerals, I mean, we can have them. Like massive ones. One more game for you, Katie. You just... You, you haven't stopped this week. It's because I loved it so much. And I realised there was one Churchill we couldn't not mention. Not the dog. Yeah, the dog. So oh. there's a quick game of, oh, yes. Or, oh. oh, no. You just need to answer, oh, yes. Or, oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Um, so these facts. He nearly drowned in a lake in Switzerland. Um, well, I mean, it's just like a weird one to make up. Oh, n- oh yes. Correct. Correct. We can say that with a happy tone because he didn't actually drown. He didn't. He fell several times off many horses. Um, oh, yes. Yes, correct. Oh, gosh. He crashed a plane while learning to fly. God, Winston, he's, he's, he's been through it, hasn't he? Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, gosh. And finally, he was hit by a car when he looked the wrong way to cross a road in Paris. Um, well, I mean, statistically, I should really say, I'm going to go, oh, no. You're going to say, oh, no. Mm. Correct. That happened, but it actually happened in New York and not Paris. Oh, my 
my God. So he was hit by a he car. He was hit by a car when he was looking the wrong way in traffic. Oh, Winston, man. Hang on. And how, did, how long did he live till? Till he was 90. Till he was 90? He put his body through it and all. He did it all. He did it all, Katie. Oh, fair play to you, Winston. That is Winston Churchill. Have you learned a lot? I've learned so much. A lot. He did a lot. Neville Chamberlain. He was the Prime Minister. He was on. Then Winston Churchill came in. And then uh, he lost Then he lost to Labour. Yep, Clement Attlee became the next Prime Minister. Okay, I mean, we need to stop. You're giving me too much information I, I'm, a, I'm a hive of information. You're actually ad-libbing information now. It's a bit <laughs> silly. Um, so, well, so, so there you go. That's Winston Churchill. Well done, Jack. I really enjoyed it, I, and I want to learn more about him as much as I can. I'm obsessed with him. Did you feel like your brain was nourished? So him? nourished. It's like greedy. Like your brain drank an Actimel as you were learning. <laughs> the same. Good. It's your turn, Katie, to discover what you'll be learning about next. Okay, cool. Right, where's the wheel? I'm ready to spin the wheel. You got the wheel? I Are you ready? I've got the secret. No, oh, I've got this. I got it. You ready, Katie? I am. I'm going to spin the wheel. Great spin. This is our wheel with a load of categories on, by the way, and then we're going to deduce from the categories. What am I actually going to learn about? It's landed on places. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, this is good because the less I know about them and the more reluctant I am to learn about them, the more I probably should know. So what what am I going to go away and learn about places? Geography, you mean? Okay. Uh, I feel like I get confused a lot about this. Well, the two of them. So I want you to learn about the South Pole, Antarctica. Oh, cool. So South Pole, Antarctica. Are they on the same one? No, I don't know anything about this. What do you want me to learn about? I'm confused. I know so little about this that I actually need to clarify the topic. So you want me to learn about... Antarctica. Antarctica? And the North and South Poles? Well, the South Pole is in Antarctica. Is it? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay, good. Right. Okay, good. Um, I'm sure this time, next time, we'll be a lot more clear on the situation. A lot more clearer and a lot more cleverer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You've wanted to say that for so long. Get out of my sight. I nice to say it in there. Go away. Go away. Bye. I've left. What was that? You wanted to get involved. Well, you can. All you had to do was ask, and you just did. At uh, Be More Cleverer on Twitter, if you've got like a burning question or a topic you want us to learn about. Or you can send an electronic mail to be more cleverer at gmail.com. Thanks. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.